Welcome to Money in the Air, the music podcast about neighboring rights, the royalties you earn from the public performance of your recordings and the business of music in general. Brought to you by IFR, the International Association for Artists and Rights Holders. I'm Andrew, a royalty consultant helping artists to collect on their value. Hi, I'm Gina Deacon. I work for Absolute Rights Management and I work with record labels and artists to ensure we claim the royalty income due to them. I'm Stacey Haber and I'm from Inside Baseball Music Publishing. Hi, I'm Tanya Oliveira. I work for Transparence Entertainment Group. I focus on World X USA neighboring rights on the performer side and rights holder side. Hey, welcome back to Money in the Air. Today, we are going to discuss alternative titles, both in the name of the track and in the way the artist names are spelt or credited. It's one of the most frustrating things about registrations is the way that names are formed, whether it's the title of the track or it's of the artist. Tanya, you had a great example earlier of Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young. How many ways have you seen that done? Oh, at least five, six ways. Like, do they include commas to separate the names? Is it their full names? Is it just their surnames? Is there the word and? Is there the ampersand? Is there a plus sign? I mean, it goes on and on, which is why we do recommend getting yourself a representative because it's so time consuming to like try and cast the net out and find all those possible versions. Purposefully looking for typos because they're rife and they're a lot of them are monetized. So it's worth just intentionally putting in something with an extra consonant or one less consonant, you know, etc. Would PPL let you register the same ISRC number with different titles or different artists? Yes. So when you register a track at PPL and you've got one ISRC, you can add an alternative title. There is an option. There's like a drop down in the first section of registering a recording at PPL, which is great. However, we all advise each version of a recording has its own ISRC. So I don't actually advise registering a ton of AKAs. If there are remixes, live versions, etc., separate ISRCs for each one. I advised a client today to register an alternative title for the spelling of a name within the title because I've seen it both ways so people who are using it might not report properly if they don't know that it's spelt in a quirky way it's worth adding the wrong title just to make sure you do all the collecting and I've also said with regards to artists names if the artist is a contracted featured performer and it's two artists together you should do artist A and artist B. And if the artist is a non-featured performer, you should do artist A featuring artist B. Do you agree or disagree? That's absolutely plausible and I agree with that. It's a way of kind of helping our artists to maximize their income because as you know, if you're credited as featured on the track title, then it qualifies you as other featured artist status. And in general around the world, those royalties, the ratio of royalties is higher for contracted featured and other featured compared with non-featured. So yeah, that's a great point. Excellent tip. So we have Ariana Grande in the weekend, for example. They just did a remix of Save Your Tears. And I believe both of their names are included in the title lines. So it's been released by the weekend and Ariana is the feature performer instead of saying in parentheses featuring Ariana Grande. As long as Ariana is within the title, then she is a featured performer and she disqualifies her from being a non-featured. So if she's not featured at all in the title, then she can be 
considered as a, a background vocalist, which then she will be a non-featured performer. So if the release is by two artists, The Weeknd and Ariana Grande, but she's not mentioned in the title, she might have to fight for being a featured artist? Yes, she might have to, but if her name is mentioned under the artist's name, if it's The Weeknd and Ariana Grande, she's automatically qualifying as featured artist, no problems. But if it's just The Weeknd as the artist's name, and then in the track title it says featuring Ariana, same situation, she qualifies. But if her name is not in the artist field or the track title field, yeah, she's going to have to fight and prove it. And as you know, every country's different and really technical i'm glad we got that straight and it's really important if you're an artist and you're listening or if you're a label owner and you're listening it's really important to discuss it in the studio or before the track comes out so everybody knows what their role is what their pay will be so there's no fighting afterwards talk to each other what about translations titles in translated languages do you register them in every territory with the alternative language title i've seen local equivalents for example at ppl rather than having the Japanese characters from their alphabet, it will be phonetically spelled in the English way, if that makes sense. It's not possible to enter certain languages onto PPL. And I've tried that in the past when I have clients that have featured with Japanese artists on Japanese labels, and it's all obviously in Japanese. And you copy and paste and it's like, no, it just doesn't recognise it. Same with Russian, like the Cyrillic script. So yeah, I recommend if you're registering in locally as you can, then yeah, translate it phonetically. Or, you know, actually translate it into the local language i think a lot of the big artists they do that they have um they they get the translations but for independent artists it's yes yeah, not as common but yeah worth it good point more on this is djs that remix a lot of tracks for example whether they're officially released by the label or they're not so sound exchange will receive income for their digital performances if the dj or producer that remixed the track is on the title I've seen that the remixer will get featured artist credit where it's not officially registered, they'll receive income because of the whole broadcast concept at SoundExchange. So I think the, at least here in the US, if your name is within the title, you are going to be considered a featured artist. That's really interesting because in a lot of countries, Remixer is not a payable role, but if you're named in the title, it then changes everything. That's really interesting. Tanya, do you know if it's that way any place else in the world? Yeah, yeah. In most countries in Europe, if uh, the DJ or the Remixer's name is yeah in the track title, then yeah, they'll qualify. It's I've noticed that with certain DJs over the years, and it's, it's very savvy them and yeah if you're in the know then yeah go for it you, you can maximize your royalties if you've performed with lana del rey that's not her actual birth legal name so it's worth searching for tracks under her actual name which is elizabeth grant and you'll be surprised at how many labels have registered the tracks under her birth name and some of them will be monetizing as well so it's really kind of trying to think outside the box and think of all routes like what's the actual legal name what's the alias pseudonym stage name and think of typos intentionally and was it translated has it been released in South Korea and is it really is it really big there and etc and then unfortunately the non-featured artists will be like this has had loads of airplay I have seen no money but that's because they can't find it on the database but it is there it's just under the legal name of the, the featured artist and yeah it is convoluted but there's ways around it and thank you guys for listening we do this for you so we hope you're getting value please go to www ifr iafar.co.uk and hit that join now button we want you as a member have a good week